Are you ready for the word? Today your life will never be the same again. I said today your life will never be the same again. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Okay, if you are ready for the word, turn with me in your Bibles to the book of James chapter 2. The book of James chapter 2. James chapter 2, verse 17, verse 18, verse 20, and verse 26. James chapter 2, verse 17, verse 18, verse 20, and verse 26. I read. It says, Even so faith, if it hath no works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Verse 20, it says, But will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Verse 26, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so is faith without works dead also. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm continuing and concluding the series I have been doing for the past six weeks titled Faith Without Works is Dead. And this is part six. Faith Without Works is Dead. And this is part six. We have already established in this series that it's important for us to walk by faith and not by sight. We have also established that our faith must have a corresponding action. Our faith must have a corresponding action, meaning if you have 10% faith, you must have 10% actions. If you have 10% faith, you must have 10% what? Actions. So your faith must correspond with your actions. If your faith does not correspond with your actions, then the Bible says your faith is dead. And if your actions do not correspond with your faith, then the Bible also says that faith is what? Dead. That's why it says, even so, faith, if it has no works, is dead being alone. It is dead being alone. Just as your spirit man cannot survive without your body, so can faith not survive without works. Are you following me? Your spirit man needs your body to be able to function. That's why without your body, your spirit man becomes non-existent. So if you say you have faith for, for healing, you must demonstrate your works in that area. Are you following me? If you say you have faith for finances, 
you must demonstrate your works in that area. So it says, show me your faith. That means faith can be visible. Faith can be seen. Faith can be seen. Just as I'm seeing you now in the physical realm, faith can also be seen physically through our works. Through our works. So if you say you have faith, you have to demonstrate your faith through your works. But if you don't demonstrate your faith through your works, then that means your faith is dead. That's why you see very many unproductive Christians in the church. Why? Because all they are doing is confessing, I have faith, I have faith. But they are not backing their faith with works. I remember when God called me and sent me to Crawley to start a church, I didn't know anyone. I didn't know anyone. When the dates came to start the church, I didn't wait to see someone before I started. I just came with faith in my heart. We started. There was no one. There was no one. But you see, faith without works is what? Dead. If you say you have faith that God has called you to start a ministry, you don't just stay in your room and pray. For years, you must take steps towards realizing that vision. So this year, if you are going to achieve anything at all in, in this world, you have to start something. You might not start big, but start small. Start from somewhere. And faith is visible. Faith is visible. We have to move from confessing to now acting on what we are confessing. How many of you have faith here? Let me see by hand. How many of you have faith? Praise God. Now, it's not just enough to have faith. You must now put your faith into action. Sometimes I ask myself, why do believers come to church Sunday and a weekday and through heaven houses and don't do what they, do, they hear? Some of us have notes. We write so many notes, but we don't go home and look through our notes. We write it and that's it. Are you following me? Now, what you hear, you have to put it to practice. James taught us that if we look in the perfect law of liberty, we must change what the law is saying about us. So when you come to the house of God and you hear the word of faith, you must put the word of faith to works. Are you following me? You must put the word of faith to works. Until you put it to works, it will not work. Until you put it to work, it will not what? Work. That's why it says, faith without works is dead. And the question we want to ask is, how does faith come? Faith comes, Romans chapter 10, verse 17, by hearing and hearing the word of God. Not the word of man, not the word on the news, but the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Quickly, question, what is faith? 
What is faith? Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is. Now faith is. Now faith is. Not tomorrow, not next week. Now faith is. And let me say this. Your level of things determines your level of faith. The more things you have in your life means the more faith you have. The less things you have in your life means the less faith you have. Because it says now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So that means when you have more faith, you have more things. If you have 100% of faith, you have 100% of things. If you have faith for cars, you have more cars. If you have faith for houses, you have what more houses. Whatever you have faith for, you have those things. It's very important. It's very important. If you have faith for healing, you will be healed. Your level of faith in healing determines your level of healing. Are you following me? Your level of faith for healing determines your healing. It determines how fast, how quick, or how long your healing comes. If you have strong faith, you have strong things. If you have strong faith, you have strong results. That's why the Bible says that Abraham, not being weak in faith, not being weak in faith, he was not weak in faith. And how does your faith stay strong? By going to the word. By listening to the word. By staying in the word. By doing what the word says you should do. Why? Because by faith, the Bible says, the elders obtain a good report. By faith, the elders obtain what? A good report. So every time you walk by faith, you'll have a good report. Every time you walk by faith, you will have a what? A good report. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 2. It says, by faith, the elders obtain a good report. That means they had a bad report against them. Once they had faith, their faith changed the bad report into a good report. Let me hear a living amen. amen. Let me hear a living amen. And from today, your faith will bring you good report. I said your faith will bring you good report in the name of Jesus. What report have you heard? What doctor's report have you heard? What negative report have you heard? Your faith can change that report. I said your faith can change that report. All you have to do is feed yourself with more faith. Feed yourself with more faith. The more faith you feed yourself with, your faith will change that negative report to a good report. Receive a good report in the name of Jesus. Verse 3 of Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible says that through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Through faith, 
we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made out of things which do appear. So that means you have the ability to frame your world by faith. You can use your faith to frame your world. If you don't like what you see, you can use your faith to frame your world. That's why through faith, we understand that even God, even God had to use faith to frame the world. All the world you see, the galaxies, the stars, the moons, everything you see was framed by the word. It was framed by what? By the word. By the word of faith. Now what are you framing your world with? Because whether you like it or not, everybody has a world. And what is in your world, what operates in your world is determined by your level of faith. <laughs> what operates, what you see in your world is determined by what? Your level of faith. So start using your faith to frame your world. Start framing what you want to see. Frame a good life. Frame a blessed life. Frame a life full of joy. Frame a life full of happiness. Frame it. You have the power to frame it. Don't allow somebody to determine how you live. I have never allowed anybody to determine my joy. My joy level is determined by me. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following me? So it's so important to learn how to frame your world with the word of faith. When you wake up in the morning, what do you say? Start framing your world. I am blessed and highly favored. I have a goodly inheritance. Wealth and riches are in my house. What are you doing? You are framing your world because the only way faith operates is by speaking. Faith only operates by what? Speaking. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13. Let's look at that. Because that's the only way faith operates. Faith operates only by speaking. Until you speak it, nothing will happen. Let me say that again. Until you speak it, nothing will happen. Jesus on the cross, when he kept his mouth shut, he was killed. So open your mouth and start framing. Open your mouth and start speaking. Open your mouth and start declaring. Frame your world. Speak what you want. Declare what you want to see in your life. That's how faith operates. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13. It says, we having the same spirit of faith. The what? The same spirit of faith. According as it is written. I believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe, therefore we speak. So faith operates through speaking. You have to engage the power of the tongue. Remember, death and life are where? In the power of the tongue. So you have to engage the power of the tongue to create what you want. 
to create what you want. Create a good life. Someone might not like it, but I am blessed. They might not like me, but I am blessed. They might not like it, but I am above and not beneath. They might not like it, but my case is different. I have to keep declaring it because I don't wait on someone to create my world for me. I create my own world by the spoken word, by the decreed word of faith. Are you following me? They might not like this church, but this church is blessed. They might not like it, but this is the largest church. They might not like it, but you see, that is their wish. Their wish is this church will go down. But in, in my opinion, in the presence of God, this church can never go down. This church can never go small. This church is a church full of testimony. It's a church full of blessed people. It's a church that its branches have gone over the walls. Hallelujah. They might say, oh, we've been here for years. They just came and they've done X, Y, Z. Yes, it's not by might. Neither is it by power, but by the spirit of the living God. Use your faith. Use your faith. Use your faith because faith without works is dead. Use your faith. Start calling for things. The Bible says God called for those things which be not as though they were. Start calling for things. Start calling for the blessing. Start calling for the increase. Start calling for the properties. Start calling for the houses. Start calling for the cars. Start calling them forth. And as you call them forth, they'll become a reality. Let me hear a living amen. Let me hear a living amen. Hallelujah. And this week, things are coming to your house. I said this week, that which you have been believing God for is coming to you this week. No devil can stop it. No witch can stop it. No demon can sit on your blessing. This week, that which you are believing God for is coming to your house. In the name of Jesus. You have to learn to speak the word of faith. You have to learn to decree it. This church, a young church, within a short period of time, short period of time, has broken church growth barriers. How did it happen? Faith. In the face of adversity, I stood in the face of adversity and said, this church can never go down. It shall forever go up. Whether the devil likes it or not, no gates of hell can stand the growth of solution. No gates of hell can stand the blessing on solution. They can try it, but it will not happen. Right before them, we'll begin to expand more and more. Breaking barriers more and more. Expanding on every side. How does that happen? Faith. Faith. Stop keeping your mouth shut. Stop using your mouth for negative things. Stop saying negative things. Stop rehearsing negative words. I don't rehearse anything negative. You'll never hear anything negative in my mouth. Never. Never. <laughs> because I'm too full of faith. And I know how this system works. It operates on what you say. I've always told you the angels don't know jokes. 
whatever you say, they respond to it. The angels don't know what? They don't know jokes. If you say you are poor, the angels will go and bring you poverty. Because remember, the angels are waiting on you to do your bidding. They are your waiters and waitresses. When you go to a restaurant right now, you don't eat, you don't eat rice and you order rice, the waitress doesn't know you don't eat rice. You might be joking, but they'll go and bring you what? Rice. So stop ordering what you don't like for life. Stop what ordering what you don't like in life. Stop saying the wrong thing. Every time you say the wrong thing, the angels will go and bring it to you. If you say you are sick, they'll bring you sickness. If you say you are broke, they'll bring you brokenness. If you say you are, you are depressed, they'll bring you depression. In less than five minutes, you'll be depressed. Because you'll have whatsoever you say. So it's important for us to understand how faith operates and to align our thoughts, our tongue, and our actions with the word of faith. Faith takes no for an answer. Faith doesn't take no for an answer. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Faith does not take no for an answer. Have you received no anywhere? You have to learn to understand that faith does not take no for an answer. Faith does not take no for an answer. Hannah, in the Bible for years, didn't have any child. Every year they'll go to Shiloh and come and sacrifice. They'll go and sacrifice and come back. But she keeps insisting. She keeps saying, I cannot be barren. I cannot be barren. I cannot be barren. Because she never took no for an answer. The sad thing is, many Christians take no for an answer. You knock on a door and they say no. And they say, okay, all right. It's okay. I like it like that. No, no. Faith takes no for an answer. Did you hear what I said? Faith takes no for an answer. And I keep pressing. She keep pushing. And one day, her barrenness was broken. And she gave birth to a prophet. There are prophets in your womb, in your destiny. Stop taking no for an answer. Are you following me? You carry a great destiny. Stop taking no for an answer. You knock on that door. They said no. And you have accepted their no. You applied for that job. They said no. And you have accepted their no. Stop accepting no for an answer. Why? Because faith does not take no for an answer. A quick look at the woman that Jesus called a dog. Matthew chapter 15 from verse 21. Matthew chapter 15 from verse 21. The Bible says that. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Thai and Sidon. And behold, Jesus went to Thai and Sidon and he wanted to rest. And behold, all of a sudden, a woman of Canaan. Let's say this woman was an unbeliever. This woman was not a Christian. She came out of the same coast where Jesus was. And she cried unto Jesus saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. 
have mercy on me, Lord Jesus, son of David. My daughter is what? Grievously vexed with the devil. Sometimes, things in your life are vexed with the devil. The devil doesn't want to let go. He doesn't want to let go of your children. He doesn't want to let go of your marriage. He doesn't want to let go of your destiny. You have to learn not to take no for an answer. You see, let me, have you ever seen a baker? A baker, the son or a daughter of a baker of a bread, hungry for bread before? Answer me. No. No. The son or the daughter of a bread baker will always have bread on their table 24-7. Your father is the baby maker. If you are believing God for a baby, your father is what? The baby maker. You cannot be hungry for babies. You cannot be barren. He said, if you serve, I will bless. That's his word. If you serve, I will bless. So if you want a baby, you say, Father, give me spiritual babies for your house. So you can give me my own baby. Take God on his word. Anything you are believing God for, enter into a covenant with God, enter into a vow with God, say, God, I'm going to give you five babies, spiritual babies, so you can give me my one baby that I'm looking for. Enter into a vow and don't forget the vow. If you are believing God for wealth, enter into a vow in that area and say, God, if you bless me, I'll bring back what belongs to you. It's not when after he blesses you now you forget him. You forgot the vow you made. The man is now giving you agenda and assignment. Check through your life. Are you where God wants you to be? If that's not where God wants you to be, go to the altar of prayer. Tell God this area of my life is not supposed to be so. He says, from the beginning, it was not so. From the beginning, you said I will be fruitful. From the beginning, you blessed me. From the beginning, you said I will multiply. From the beginning, you said I will replenish. From the beginning, it was not so. Her daughter was grievously vexed with the devil. And listen, devils don't have pity. It came for the daughter. It came for the child. Don't just sit down and allow the enemy to destroy your children, your family, to take what belongs to you. Don't just keep quiet. Verse 23, the Bible says that, and he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, send her away, for she cried after us. (laughs) Sometimes you think that when you need something, people should have mercy on you. <laughs> now, this woman's daughter is versed with the devil. And instead of Jesus stopping and, and casting out the devil, Jesus ignored her. Someone say, faith without works is dead. Oh, say like you mean it. Say, faith without works is dead. So she, she, she cried unto Jesus. 
And the more she's crying unto Jesus, the disciples of Jesus were telling Jesus, Jesus, this woman is making too much noise. Send her away from us. Verse 24. The Bible says, but he answered and said, I am not sent on, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I think that was the first place Jesus said a lie. That was a lie. Jesus was never sent to the lost house of the sheep of Israel. Jesus said, I am sent to seek and to save that which is lost. So that includes Canaan. That includes the whole world. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So Jesus came to die for everyone. But in this instant, Jesus said, I am not sent, but to the house of Israel. Only. Sometimes they'll put a limitation on you. They'll say, no, this is only for these people. This area is only meant for these people. That's a lie. This car can only be driven by certain groups of people. That's a lie. Don't allow the limitations of men. When I came to the UK, somebody said, why are you going to start a church? You are a fool. The very person who said you are a fool came to me to borrow money. They said, what will church give you? But I'm working in the blessing today. You might not like it, but I'm walking in the blessing today. I am blessed on every side. Because you cannot set the interest of the gospel and God not bless you. Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Every time you seek first the interest, the expansion, the increase of the kingdom of God, he will add everything unto you. Jesus said, I am not sent, but only to the household of Israel. That talks about limitation. Somebody is saying, no, at your age, you can't have five houses. Who said that? Somebody say, at your age, you cannot pastor a mega church. Who said that? I didn't accept their limitations. They told me churches cannot grow here. That's what they told me. They told me you cannot make it, but right from here, Many branches have been established right from the place. This place has become too small that we don't have enough space to put the people. And as a result of that, I have to take out some, some of the members and plant them into different branches. That's what they said. Why are you accepting what they are saying about you? Why are you accepting what they are saying about you? They said you are good for nothing and then you accept it. I remember my teacher in primary school told me you have such a big head this big head is empty but look at me now this big head has planted branches across the globe this big head has written books this big head has done things globally on a large and global scale that no one has ever done don't accept their limitations Somebody said to you, you amount to nothing. And then you say, okay, that's it. Miles Moreau, his teacher told him, you amount to nothing. But he rose up to become one of the greatest leaders, Christian leaders of all time. 
teaching many on their purpose, how to discover their purpose. Don't accept the limitations. The bumblebee was told you can never fly. But thank God the bumblebee never heard it. They said the bumblebee's body is bigger than its wings. So because of that, the bumblebee can never fly. Until they saw the bumblebee flying and the Bible said, the bumblebee said, look at me. You said I couldn't do it, but look at me now. Look at me now. I don't know what they said you cannot do, but this year, the anointing will cause you to do it. Oh, let me hear a living amen. I said this year, what they said you cannot achieve, you will achieve it. What they said you cannot do, God will cause you to do it. Where they say you cannot leave, God will give you that place for free. In the name of Jesus. Jesus said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of Israel. But thank God for this woman. She didn't, she had such a faith. She didn't take no for an answer. The Bible says that then she came, verse 25, and worshipped him saying, Lord, help me. Jesus was ignoring her. But she didn't give up. Jesus said no to her. But she didn't give up. The Bible says she came. And she still worshipped Jesus. If God will not give you what you want. Will you still worship him? You ask God for a husband. And he hasn't given you a husband yet. Say, God I give you an ultimatum. If you don't give me a husband in seven days. What long? I leave you. <laughs> Au revoir. He said, oh God, if you don't give me a husband, a ready-made husband in five days. <laughs> in five days, God, I need this husband now. If you don't give me God, I'm not worshiping you anymore. Never serve God. Listen, never serve God based on what you can get from him. The moment you serve God only based on what he will give to you, once you get what you want, you will leave him. I've never served God because of what I can get. That's why Joe said, even if he slays me, I'll still worship him. I'll still serve him. I'm not worshiping God. I'm not serving him because of what he will give me. Is it food? He's giving me more than that. Is it what to eat? Sometimes there's too much. I can't even eat it. Praise God. Never serve God on conditions. You give me this, I'll give you that. You don't give me this, I won't give you that. You won't go far. Anybody who serves God on condition never goes far. And please remember, God is God. You serve him, he's God. You don't serve him, he's God. You worship him, he's God. You don't worship him, he's God. You come to church, he's God. You don't come to church, he's God. He doesn't need you. You need him. God doesn't need you. You need him. So if you don't understand the terms of this covenant, it's you. It's you. <laughs> That's why I never beg anybody to serve in the house of God. You're not doing me a favor. You're doing yourself a favor. Are you following me? You're not doing me a favor. You're doing yourself a what? A favor. She 
verse 26, the Bible says that but he answered and said, finally Jesus is answering. It says, and he answered and said, it is not meet to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. Wow. This woman's daughter is vexed with the devil. Jesus has ignored her all this while and then Jesus opens his mouth and this is the answer he gives her. The, that means Jesus is calling this woman a dog and her daughter a dog. He said, it is not meet to take the children's bread and cast it to the dog. How can Jesus certainly call this woman a dog? If the pastor calls you a dog now, <laughs> it's a you dog. I said, Me? You call me a dog? Ah. <laughs> yeah, Jesus called this woman a dog. Do you know when you are in need of something, you don't have to listen to what people say about you? God said for Abraham, look to Abraham your father, for I called him alone. You were not there when God called me. So you can call me all kinds of names. You can call me all kinds of names. And in, in these few years that I've been in ministry, I know the games church members play. When they need something from you, oh, they'll come to church for six weeks consistently. If they want something from you, they'll come to church every day for six weeks. Once you give them, that's, that's it. But if they don't want anything from you, you have to beg them to come to church. Nobody's going to beg you to come to church. You serve God, he's God. You don't serve him, he's God. I'm not going to beg anybody to be part of the future of this ministry. <laughs> I know what God told me. You were not there. I know what God told me. It's you who is going to regret in the future, not me. So you better be part of the future. If you decide today, oh, today, I mean, Jesus had 12 disciples. Where's Judas today? Where's Judas? We don't talk about Judas. Judas missed out. It's not the pastor. It's not the church. It's you. There's this person who went everywhere and goes to came out of his house and said, mm, my house is smelling. Goes to visit somebody's house and said, mm, that house is smelling. Goes outside and said, mm, everywhere is smelling. No, it's not everywhere. It's you. There's something on your nose. <laughs> it's, it's not everywhere. It's you. It's you. <laughs> it's you who has something on your nose that is smelly. That is going with you everywhere. <laughs> Stop blaming others for your own problem. It's you who have an issue. Look in the mirror of the word and you'll see your issues. Jesus said, I cannot give the children's bread to dogs. Verse 27, the Bible says, she said, truth, Lord. 
Yet the dogs ate of the crumbs which fall from the master table. I love this woman. She was a woman of faith. She took no for an answer. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou willest. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Say a big amen to that. Say a big amen to that. Your faith will determine your blessing. Your faith will determine your miracle. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's faith with works. This woman had faith and her faith worked for her. She didn't allow what people were calling her to prevent her from taking her miracle for her child. Today is our special supernatural speed service. And I want you to get ready because God will give you speed. Amen. I said God will give you speed. Amen. Why? Because God is the only one who created speed. He's a God of speed. Yes. He's a God of speed. Right. Have you, have you, how many of you have heard I've uh, uh, heard thunder before. You've heard the sound of thunder. And you've seen lightning before. How many of you? Most of us. Do you know, do you know that thunder and light originate from the same source at the same time? Do you know that? Thunder and lightning originates from the same source at the same time. But which one do you see first or hear first? Which one do you see first? You see lightning first and then the sound of the thunder comes later. So that means light is faster than sound. Genesis chapter 1 verse 3, the Bible says that and God said, let there be light. Now, light travels faster than any element. Right or wrong? Wrong. Light travels at a speed that cannot be measured, accurately measured. Recently, the speed of light was measured, but it's not accurate. Because there is no instrument that can measure the speed of light. The speed of light. That's why the Bible says that God said, let there be light, and there was light. Now, speed can only create speed. The God of speed can only create what? Speed. And because he's the God of speed, he said, let there be light and let light happen instantly even before time. Light happen before what? Time. And get ready. Today is your day of speed. Amen. Speed is coming to you today. Amen. Every go slow in your life is coming to an end today. Amen. Let me hear a living amen. amen. Remember, the prophecy you believe is the prophecy that happens for you. Yes. The prophecy you believe is the prophecy that what happens that comes to pass in your life. There are many people in the Bible we can look at who operated in the speed of light. One of them is Adam. 
Adam actually didn't operate in the speed of light. He operated in the glory realm. The glory realm is faster than light. The glory realm is God's realm. The Bible says in the book of Revelation that I saw an angel who had one leg on the sea and one leg on the earth. <laughs> this is an angel. It, that angel had one leg in the sea and one leg on the earth. That should tell you how big that angel is. And now if that angel is running, it will cover the whole entire earth in less than a second. In less than what? A second. Now, Adam was created in the glory realm, so Adam never had blood in his vein. Adam had glory radiating through him. That's why Adam could speak to God and could see God, could communicate with God. That's why, remember when Adam and Eve sinned, the Bible says that and God came in the cool of the day and asked Adam, Adam, where are you? Adam said, I saw you coming and I was afraid. So Adam operated in the glory realm and you are coming to that realm. Amen. The, the Bible says Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. You see, that, that realm is, you think it, it will happen. Yes. That's the realm you are coming to. That is the realm where I am. When I think it, it happens. When I think it, it happens. When I think breakthroughs, it just happens. That's why you have to govern what you think. You cannot think evil. Because in the glory realm, it's operated by what you think. Your imagination is more powerful than your actions. Philip also operated in that realm. You remember the book of Acts chapter 8, verse 39 and 40. The Bible says that Philip was preaching somewhere and the Spirit of God took him to the Ethiopian eunuch who was on the chariots. And then Philip asked, do you understand what you're reading? We are coming to that realm. Amen. Listen, before aeroplane was introduced, God had created men to be operating at the speed of light. Yes. There will be men and women in this church who will be moving from one nation to the other at the speed of light. Amen. You will not need an aeroplane. Yes. You will think about Zimbabwe and you will be in, the, you'll be in Zimbabwe physically within an hour do what you have to do, come back. Yeah. That is the realm we are coming to. Yeah. I said that is the realm we are coming to. Yeah. You think about going to China to transact a business right from the UK. You go shoot, at the speed of light, go transact that business and come back. Yeah. That is the realm you are coming to. Yes. I said that is the realm you are coming to. Yes. Because he's a God of speed. Finally, as we get ready to close, we want to look at a case studies of someone who operated in this realm of speed. First Kings chapter 18 from verse 41. First Kings chapter 18 from verse 41. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? Amen. Speed is coming today. Amen. I said speed is coming today. Amen. 
Speed is coming to solution. Supernatural speed. We are going to engage the altar of the God of speed. Everything around you will start going in the cycle of speed. Let me hear living amen. The days of dullness, the days of being on the slow lane are over. First Kings chapter 18 from verse 41 I read the Bible says and Elijah said unto Ahab get thee up eat and drink for there is a sound of an abundance of rain so Ahab went up to eat and to drink and Elijah went up to the top of the camel and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees and he said to his servant Go up now, look towards the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time. And he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like the man's hand. And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot, get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind and there was a great rain and Ahab rode and went to Jezreel and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah and he gathered up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Say amen to that. Now, look at this scripture carefully. Now, Elijah the prophet says to the king, I hear the sound of an abundance. Now, I hear the sound of an abundance. Prepare your chariots. Let's go to Jezreel, to the gates of Jezreel. And then the king prepares his chariots. The king prepares his chariots, goes ahead of Elijah, the man of God, and then the hand of God comes upon Elijah And then Elijah overtakes the king who has already gone ahead on chariots on his feet. Somebody says supernatural speed. Now, can you imagine what is happening here? Elijah is going on his foot. Now, the king is going on chariots. Now, in those days, let's take the king's chariots as, let's say, the current U.S. Air Force One. That is the most sophisticated aeroplane on the surface of the earth. How can a natural human being outrun a plane? Somebody says supernatural speed. Is happening at a supernatural level. Amen. That is what you are going to enter into. Yes. People will be wondering, what is it about you that is causing you to go at this speed? I want you to be very sensitive to this, what God, God is going to do in this place today. Amen. From today, you'll be going at such a speed. Amen. You'll be going at such a speed, Amen. people cannot understand what is behind you. Amen. This church will be operating on such speed, on such supernatural speed that the whole world will be wondering what is behind the church. 
What is the secret behind the church? Because we serve a God of speed. took the chariots of Ahab <laughs> and Elijah overtook the chariots of Ahab some people have gone ahead of you don't envy them <laughs> don't envy them your season has come your season has come and it's a season of supernatural speed I said it's a season of what? Supernatural. Your season has come. Somebody say my season has come. Oh say it again. Somebody say my season has come. And it's a season. Say it. It's a season of supernatural speed. Oh say it again. It's a season of supernatural speed. In the name of Jesus. No devil can stop you. No demon can stop you. You'll be operating on such speed that many will be questioning what is behind you. I sense it so strongly. They'll be asking what is behind you. What is the secret? And you say it's a supernatural hand of the same way Elijah outran the chariots of Ahab, yes. you will outrun them. Yes. Some of you will own companies in this church that will be bigger than big companies that have been around. Yes. Some of you will operate on such a scale that is larger than human natural understanding. Yes. I said that is what is going to happen to you. God of speed. <laughs> Listen, before you pray, he will answer. Yes. That's a God of speed. That's right. While you are yet speaking, he's already put people there for you. That's a God of speed. Are you ready to engage this God of speed on the altar of prayer? Did you receive it? Give God some praise. Woo!